Tonight at Chaffetz Arena, the Billikens will host George Washington. Joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is Travis Ford, and he'll have his team ready for 7 o'clock. Uh, Travis, it's always great to talk to you here on Carriker and Smallman. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, guys. Good morning. Appreciate you having me on. Thank so, you. I, I got to tell you that Chris May sent over a bunch of Billiken gear, <laughs> and uh, Michelle, we, we both wore it the other morning, and she walks in and she says, free as me, but we're, we're, we're Billiken boosters. That's we love right. wearing the stuff. <laughs> I love it. That's great. We'll definitely be wearing Hopefully you're wearing it on game day. Always try to wear it on game day. Big day. Yeah, we, we'll be there tonight, and... Uh, I'm of the belief, Travis, that when you're playing a conference game, doesn't matter if it's home or away, the toughest games to win in all the sports are conference basketball games. It really is. And I was just having this conversation uh, with our team yesterday that, you know, in conference play, you're all, you're playing for something. You're playing for a championship. You're playing for seeding. Uh, you're playing for a lot. And, you know, it's just different. It's just different than non-conference. And also – when you start seeing, you know, you're heading towards the end of the season, everything gets heightened, everything, especially when you're like in our situation where we're still in the mix of things. Um, and you better be ready to play. The moment you're not ready, it doesn't matter what the other team's record is. It doesn't, it, it, that's the last thing you can look at because everybody's got Division One players. Everybody's trying to win, everybody's going to play hard. But if you don't show up, you're going to get beat. And uh, we saw that at UMass last week. Well, with that being said, Coach, George Washington on deck, they have two impressive A-10 victories. What have you seen in that team? Yeah, they're interesting. They got off to a slow start. Um, one thing about their team, I think the slow start, they're the, they have the second most transfers of any team in the country. Hmm. Number two, pretty much their whole team is a new team, and they're all transfers. So they got off to a slow start, and now they're playing their best basketball of the year. They've won two of their last three games, one of them on the road at Rhode Island, which Rhode Island uh, is one of the better teams in our league and a very difficult place to play. So that was GW's last game, a win on the road at Rhode Island. They beat George Mason. George Mason is a very hot team in our league. Um, what I've seen is uh, they, they just seem to be figuring each other out, the system. Uh, they got two of the most two of the elite scores in the country, uh, transfers uh, from uh, you know high level Division One teams uh, that lead them. Uh, so this is a team, and they've done that. They've got the last win without two starters who will be playing tonight. So this is a team we better be ready for. Travis Ford with us on 101 ESPN. And Travis, I know that you'd like to build a team where you have a group of experienced guys. You'd like to have guys, seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. And and that's the way to go. Michigan State's done it for years. Coach Majerus did it that way. It's much more difficult with the transfer portal. How does college basketball get a handle on this to make it so that you can still build a team with your own recruits? Uh, you know, I hate to say it, uh, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but those days are probably over. Uh, I, I don't know if the NCAA can get a hold of it at this point. I think the train uh, has left at this point uh, with the transfer portal and, you know, kids not having to sit out, things like that. I think you're going to see very few teams that have, you know, young men or women in their programs whatever sport it may be, that have been there for two or three years. You know, that's the goal. We're doing that. You've already seen we've signed some, you know, high school kids in the next coming class already. Uh, I believe the transfer portal for us, as far as going to get players in the portal, 
I think there's always a, a time and place for that, for sure. But you're going to also see, uh, you know, teams having to ho- totally rebuild a whole team through the portal. That's going to happen to probably every team at some point. Um, so the days of really building, like you said, of the Michigan States and things like that, uh, those days, uh, unfortunately, are probably mostly over. Coach, I wanted to ask you about Yuri Collins. I was reading a, an article about him last night in the Post-Dispatch, and you were quoted in there saying, I fell in love from the first time I saw him. What was it about him that made you fall in love? Well, his his feel for the game, uh, how hard he played, how he made his teammates better, uh, the toughness and speed that he played with, you could see it right away. Uh, and that was like when he was a – late in his sophomore year, I think it was, you could just see that his his skill level was a, was advanced. And I call him old school because very few players nowadays, um, they don't make their teammates better. It's all about scoring nowadays, uh, things like that. Uh, Yuri cares about winning. He cares about making his teammates better. He understands his strengths and he understands his weaknesses and he plays to his strengths. Um, there's just a lot, a lot to love about Harry Collins. He sounds like a coach's dream. <laughs> he really is. Uh, you know, he uh, he brings every day in practice. You know what you're going to get. And you know, and I was talking to the media a little bit about this yesterday, which is unusual to, uh, for today uh, for kids. He's very mature. He's extremely mature. He was very mature when he came in. What we see nowadays, kids are very immature when they come in. I think it has a lot to do with social media, different things. That's a whole other day for a whole, you know, a whole other subject. But kids are very immature, and it's taken them a long time to develop the maturity. And why do you need to be mature? Well, there's a lot of reasons to understand discipline and commitment and learning. And, uh, you know, biggest thing, it gets in the way a lot of times for us to correct kids is is immaturity you can correct them once but then you got to just keep correcting them twice three four gets to 10 11 and a lot of times it's just immaturity you could tell yuri collins something one time and you can guarantee it he's going to do it the rest of the time um and he's just an extremely mature individual well coach he's on the the precipice of that assist record at slew what did he work on in his game how did he become one of the top two distributors in d1 basketball well that's something that's you know, I, I, a lot just God-given. Uh, he understands the game. He has a feel for the game. He understands where his teammates are. And he's an incredible ball handler, obviously. He can get to where he wants to be on the court to make plays. Um, you know, we put, obviously, the ball's in his hands 90% of the time for our team, 95% of the time for our team. And we try to help him. We try to put him in position to be able to create for his teammates, you know, where he knows where his teammates are. Uh, but when you pass the ball the way he does and handle the ball the way he does, it's a lot just God-given ability and just a lot of, lot of long hours and hard work starting at a very young age. Hey, Travis, another guy who's really come on is a great shooter, Gibson Jimerson. And the other day, before your game started, I said to my wife, I wonder what would happen if they would get the ball into his hands like 16 times a game. And he's averaging about 12 shots a game. Do you have any players or do you have any desires for a certain number of shots that you'd like to get for a player? Obviously, if you do that, it's got to be a special player. But do you ever put a number on how many times you'd like to see a guy get the ball up? 
No, I have before, uh, and I have it with this group, and I've done it very few times. I, I've done it uh, a few times uh, really a long time ago. The young man I coached at Oklahoma State named James Anderson, who ended up averaging 24 points a game, but we couldn't get him to shoot. So we had to put a shot number on him. He wouldn't shoot enough. Um, oh, so uh, believe it or not. Um, but, you know, no, I don't get overly concerned about how many. We don't, you know, we know he, he knows we need him to shoot. Our team knows him knows that we need to get him the ball in his hands. We know that. Uh, we have a lot of plays that are designed to get him shots. Um, but, you know, it, I think it's important to have balance at times. We do, you know, again, we know he's our, our number one threat, our number one option. Um, but also we don't, you know, if there's been a lot of games where teams say, all right, we're not going to let him touch it. You know, we're, we're not going to let him get it. And I don't think you can totally do that, but – it, it can have an effect, then other guys got to be in position to step up. They have to be, you know, in position within our offense. They got to, and we have to have an offense available for them that it's not just about Gibson Jimerson or it's just about Uri Collins. Our offense is based around everybody has opportunities to score. Everybody. Uh, our offense is based on spacing, uh, based on rotations, uh, ball movement, different things like that. It's just, you, you know, every team has an identity of who their best scorer is, and we know Gibson is our best scorer. Hey, Travis, final thing. You mentioned that uh, your, your guys are, are having a good time, and your team is fun to watch, and you can tell that when you go to a game that they're having fun. And I think that lends to the fun atmosphere at Chaffetz, whether it's the band, whether it's the, the Billiken dancers. You have a really nice game day atmosphere, and you've got a team, and I'm giving you a, an opportunity to, to sell your your team you have a team that people should get out to see because they are fun yeah they they really are uh we're, we're the leading scoring team in in our league in the a10 uh we're averaging a bunch of points and everybody loves to see you score so we play a very fast aggressive style of basketball uh yuri collins is fun to watch tj hargrove is fun to watch you can go down the line with our players and I think you made a good point. I, I've coached and played in a lot of great arenas. I think Chaffetz Arenas is one of the great places to watch a college basketball game. I know I'm biased, but I really do. I think our, our administration, Chris May and his staff, do a great job with the video boards, with the music, with the cheerleaders, with the pep band, with the dance team. Uh, you know, you got fireworks type fire things going off, starting lineups. It's just a really fun atmosphere. Things going on during timeouts, different events. Um, it, it is a really fun atmosphere in Chaffetz Arena. We we need everybody to come out because it makes a difference. Uh, there's not, you know, there's only so many home games left. There's not a ton of them left. Mm -hmm. So we need everybody to come out. Big game tonight. Big game tonight at 7 o'clock here at home. Travis, I will be there. I'll be up in the stands. I'll be the one wearing blue, so wave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, have a great day. Go get them tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. Anytime. That is Travis Ford. Tickets available 977 4SLU, 314 977 4SLU, or just go to slubillikens.com.